0: welcome back everyone i am not sure where in the world you might be listening from but wherever it is i hope it is warm and sunny because that is exactly the weather that we are experiencing currently in toronto it's about time and i am soaking up as much of it as i possibly can and today's guest shares some really great insights and advice about sun care, safe sun care and sunscreens and what brands to choose and what to look for in a sunblock. So it's a really great conversation given the time of year as we head into the summer months and the warmer months. So I am interviewing my friend, Dr. Jen Newell, who is a clear skin expert. As a naturopathic doctor at the Integrative Health Institute in Toronto and wellness consultant, she helps women get clarity, calm, and confidence. But what she is really passionate about is helping women with skin concerns such as acne and rosacea move from concealing it to healing it so they can let their inner beauty shine. And ladies, I know the deal. When it comes to skincare. When it comes to acne or eczema or psoriasis, we want to apply all these fancy lotions and potions, but really there is a lot of internal work that needs to be done in order to have beautiful, clear, glowing skin. Dr. Neubel's clinical approach to skin health is quite different than most as she works from both the inside out by addressing the impact of diet, hormones, digestion, and stress on the appearance of the skin and from the outside in by combining traditional therapies such as acupuncture with modern cosmetic procedures customized to each individual's unique needs. We definitely dive into some of those amazing cosmetic procedures on today's podcast as well as the sun care procedure and the sunlight that she uses in her clinic that can really help you See your age spots and how the sun is impacting and aging your skin. So, really amazing stuff, a great conversation. So, let's dive in. Hi, Jen. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I'm so excited you're here. It's like perfect timing because. I'm leaving to Jamaica really soon. So we get to talk about
1: sunscreen today. I'm really pumped about it. Uh, I love chatting sunscreen. So
0: (laughs) I love it. So you are like the clean beauty expert and you've got so much goodness to share with our ladies today. So why don't we start off with sharing about who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah. Awesome. So my name is Dr. Jen Newell. I'm a naturopathic doctor here in Toronto and also a healthy skin expert. So I work with women particularly to help them get clear, calm, and confident in their skin. But really what I'm passionate about is helping them get that lit from within healthy glow back.
0: Awesome. Who doesn't want that? Yeah. So Let's dive in to sun care because we are heading into the spring and summer season. Finally here in Toronto, the sun is shining <laughs> yeah. and I know that there is a lot of confusion about sun care and do you wear sunscreen? Do you not wear sunscreen? How much do you need? What ingredients do you want to look for? So can you maybe just shed some light on this?
1: <laughs> Good plan. <pun. laughs> <laughs>
0: I did not intend that.
1: (laughs) Sure. So yeah, there's tons of misinformation floating around out there about sunscreen, and I get to hear all sorts of it in my practice. And so what I talk to women a lot about, and people in general, is that sunscreen is the best thing that we can do to reduce the signs of aging. About 90% of the signs of aging that we actually see on our skin and in our body is due to sun exposure from childhood and onwards. And I know there's a lot of myths out there like you can use coconut oil as sunscreen and those sorts of things, but it doesn't give you sufficient SPF power. And I know there's a huge issue with like vitamin D deficiency, But we are still getting some exposure on a daily basis, even when we are wearing sunscreen, because we're not covering every solitary inch of our body with it. So I usually recommend that people wear on a daily basis, even when it's cloudy out, at least an SPF 15, at least. Ideally higher, but more importantly than SPF is looking for sunscreen that says broad spectrum. So there's two different types of UV rays that come through from the sun. There's UVA rays and there's UVB rays. UVA rays are the ones that age us. These are the rays that we're getting exposed to even on those cloudy days when we're not getting a sunburn from being outside. These are also the rays that can pass through the windows of our car and our house and reflect off of surfaces onto our skin. The UVB rays, those are the rays that actually burn the skin. So those are the ones that we seem to care more about, even though they don't have as long-lasting of an effect on our skin. They cause a burn, and we're pretty conscious about avoiding that because no one wants that discomfort. So looking for broad-spectrum SPF will also protect against the UVA rays.
0: Okay, that's great. So would it matter if someone is more fair-toned and more of like an olive tone? Does the SPF change?
1: Yeah, definitely those who are more fair-toned will need a stronger protection, but also need to reply more often. So the SPF is actually just a measurement of how long a sunscreen will protect us from a burn, basically. So if you're someone who's really fair and you go outside and you tend to burn without protection in 10 minutes the SPF 15 will give you 15 times that duration of protection. Got it. So if it's 10 minutes, you now get 150 minutes. Versus someone who tends to burn in 30 minutes, they're getting a much longer protection from that SPF. SPF also tells us how much of the sun rays actually still get through.
0: Oh, okay. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. So there is no 100% protection. Of course. So an SPF... I want to say 30, we're still getting like 3% of the UV rays through. Right. Which isn't a huge amount. It's definitely better than nothing. So definitely people with darker skin tone get a longer protection and don't have to reapply as frequently. But there's that misconception that if you have darker skin tone, you don't have to protect it. Right. Yeah.
0: I'm guilty of that.
1: (laughs) And if you don't want to age, you need to protect it.
0: (laughs) Yep. Totally guilty of that. So of course, when I go away on vacation and I'm spending time all day at the beach in the sun, then of course I put on a lot of sunscreen. But typically if I'm going out for like a 10 or 15 minute walk, I typically don't Mm -hmm. It's if I'm in the sun for a lot longer than that, but Mm -hmm. I see those age spots coming on. Not going to (laughs) lie.
1: Yeah. Those 10 minute walks that accumulate over time. So if you're doing three of those 10 minute walks to and from your office in the subway or something like that, you're accumulating sun exposure and UVA rays over time. right? Right. Even getting in your car and driving, they're coming through the windows of our car, which is why the left-hand side of our body tends to age faster.
0: Yes, I was just gonna say I have more of it on the left side like just a few spots there from yeah being in my car.
1: Yeah, exactly. Never thought about that. I know. And (laughs) also like people don't think to put sunscreen on their hands. And that's The first spot we show the signs of aging is actually on the tops of our hands. So putting an extra layer there is really handy.
0: So I know you do a lot of different treatments and cosmetic procedures, and I Mm -hmm. think you have something to look at, like the skin and the sun damage on the skin. What does that look like?
1: Yeah. So I have a camera in my office called the Observe 520, and it uses different frequencies of light to show the health of the skin at different levels. So it's got a UV light that will actually illuminate the sun damage that's underneath the surface that you may not be able to see right now. So even when I've put my own face under that camera, I have tons and tons of like freckles and spots that aren't visible right now. But if I'm not conscious about protecting my skin, will show up in the next couple of years. Yikes. Yeah. I should all do that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I had it done many, many years ago. I was in my teens, but I'd be so curious. I mean, that was a long time ago. I'd be curious to see what that looks like now.
1: It's really interesting to see it and to do like even generations. So I've got moms who bring their daughters in and I put both under and we can actually see really cool variations in terms of duration of sun exposure over time.
0: That's really interesting. So if you have someone that comes into your practice, they're using this procedure, using this light, what would be some steps that you would take if you're seeing a lot of skin damage?
1: Yeah. So I tell people and I always warn them that the camera is both wonderful and illuminating and terrifying all at once <laughs> because it can be really scary to see what's lurking beneath the surface. And ignorance is bliss for a lot of people. And until they see it, they don't realize they have to treat it. Right, And it's definitely way easier to treat something before it shows up on the surface. So what I usually recommend when we're seeing a lot of sun damage spots, things like that is ensuring that they're wearing sunscreen on a regular basis and picking a natural one that's a broad spectrum sunblock versus a sunscreen. So using ingredients like zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, as opposed to avobenzone or octanoxate, because A, it's safer for our environment. There's news recently that Hawaii is about to ban some of the chemical sunscreens because it kills off the reefs. Yes,
0: but that's good. Thank God they're banning.
1: Yeah, it's great. I'm so excited about those steps. And then also the zinc and titanium dioxide are also way better for those people who are acne prone. Uh-huh. So much better for the health of your skin overall.
0: That's really great.
1: Yeah. So getting them to wear a regular sunscreen also including antioxidants into the mix, both topically and internally. So antioxidants actually amplify the benefits of your sunscreen and help to undo some of the damage that's been done to the cells. So vitamin C has a ton of research, both topically and internally, for the health of the skin. And then mixing it with different things like CoQ10, glutathione, other forms of antioxidants to essentially increase the benefits from your sunscreen. Green tea is another great one. And we're also now starting to see these sunscreen formulations that include antioxidants in their formula. Which is a bonus. So you can have it all in one.
0: That's great. So what are some of your favorite brands when it comes to sunscreen? Because there's a lot out there. Uh,
1: <laughs> there's so many out there. And a lot of it is a personal choice. And it depends on what texture people like how they like it to feel, whether they're good at reapplying. I particularly love Suntegrity. They have really cool tinted sunscreens, which are great for people who want to really minimize their makeup use. Right. Suntegrity is one of my favorites for acne-prone skin too. So it doesn't tend to clog the pores or cause breakouts. Kula has some great ingredients. I know some people get worried about the dimethicone use, but if you've really dry skin, dimethicone actually keeps hydration within the skin rather than you have that transepidermal water loss at such a rapid rate. Ah, yeah. Good, good tip. Yeah. And then, oh my gosh, there's so many great products out there. It's always hard to decide. And we're actually now seeing a lot of products that aren't saying they're an SPF. So for a cosmetic product to be called a sunscreen or SPF, they have to ensure the product for a much higher price. For so, for small companies, that can be a deterrent, right? And really challenging, especially for the, all these cool, small, funky startups that are happening in the beauty industry. So, Graydon Skincare has her Element Cream and Face Glow, which she can't technically say is an SPF, but it does because it contains zinc. It has a sun protective factor. Right. So there's a lot of companies like that. So when you're seeing a zinc oxide or titanium dioxide in a product, there is some degree of sun protection, including in like mineral-based foundations. Right. And makeup products will also have a small amount of SPF. So you can layer products to get some protection. Yeah, that was my
0: next question. I was going to say, in terms of applying sunscreen, mm-hmm. can we do that with a foundation or a pressed powder or something like that? Or does it actually have to be a sunscreen?
1: I'm definitely a more is better kind of person. So I will apply after my serum and moisturizer, I'll put a layer of sunscreen on, but then I'm using mineral makeup, which so are adding another layer. And then throughout the day, rather than reapplying a liquidy sunscreen over makeup, which doesn't really work out well, <laughs> right. I'll use a powder formula instead because you can dust it over. I love that. And it'll give you that added protection. See, now that I think about it,
0: I do use a mineral pressed powder and it has an SPF 15. So I
1: am applying it on my box.
0: That just came to mind. So what are some products or some ingredients to really be conscious of when it comes to sunscreen?
1: In terms of avoidance or inclusions? Yes, of both. Let's do both. In terms of avoidance... I tend to avoid the chemical sunscreens. So the avobenzone, octanoxate, those sorts of ingredients, just because they're known hormonal disruptors for women, which is right. not a great option. We don't want to cause more imbalances than we have to. And also, they're no more effective than using the natural sunscreens. And also, the added factor that they're not very good for our environment. Mm-hmm. they are also those ingredients that if you're an active person and you sweat, Those ingredients are going to sting like crazy if they get into your eyes or if your skin is sensitive. Right. In terms of inclusions, zinc oxide, titanium dioxide, if you can find ones with like green tea in there, also a great option. The mineral pigment, if you're someone who wants to use it as your makeup, would be a great inclusion. If you can get a sunscreen with vitamin C included, another great option for added benefit from the antioxidants.
0: Okay. I love it. We need our antioxidants. And I'm assuming we also want to eat our antioxidants as well, right?
1: Absolutely. Yes. There's a lot of research in terms of consumption of antioxidants and slowing down that sunburn effect, essentially. You can actually extend the period of time that you can get. So how I said, like someone with fair skin, if they go out for 15 minutes, if they add a sunscreen, they get 10 times that. If you're eating your antioxidants. You're actually increasing that time frame that you can be outside without getting a burn. That's really great. Whether it's a few minutes to 10 minutes, it's still added benefit. That's awesome.
0: Okay. So going with the theme of sunburns, <laughs> what can we do if we do get a sunburn? what are some steps that we can take? And especially with summer coming up, and I do have a lot of friends that are not <laughs> conscious of applying that sunscreen when they're super fair and they burn all the time. Yeah. So what are some steps we can take to really minimize the burn?
1: Yeah, so really minimizing burn, you want to start treating it as soon as you realize that it's there. Like there really is no safe tan. So even a mild tan, you have cause damage to the cells. So in those cases aloe vera to cool it down to reduce that burning sensation is very, very soothing. I usually recommend get it right from the plant versus going to Shoppers Drug Mart and getting the kinds that have alcohol added. Right, If you can get it straight from the plant, even better. And aloe is not a hard plant to keep alive if you're someone like me and do not have a green thumb at all. It cools it down right away, protects the skin cells, reduces some of the peeling that can happen. Then using a moisturizer, especially if it's on your body or on your face, with those antioxidants we talked about to help essentially turn off or neutralize the free radicals that are essentially wrecking havoc in the skin. So, the antioxidants actually will donate an electron to a free radical. So free radicals are oxygen species that go around and have their lacking electron. So they try and grab it and steal it from a healthy cell and then damage that healthy cell. So the antioxidants are essentially volunteering themselves and sacrificing themselves to save (laughs) cell. So using an antioxidant lotion or moisturizer is a great option. Cool compresses can help a lot if you've got a very severe or uncomfortable burn and keeping it really well hydrated and keeping yourself really well hydrated. So drinking a ton of water and things with those antioxidants, watermelon is a great option. So making like watermelon juice or with cucumber would be really, really hydrating and also provide great source of antioxidants.
0: Awesome. Okay. I'll be sure to keep that in mind when I'm on the beach in Jamaica, keeping the alcohol to a limit. I really don't drink a lot of alcohol. Yeah, I drink a lot of water when I'm traveling
1: which is great. It makes a huge difference. And it's such a simple thing that people don't realize makes such a big difference.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you had mentioned hormones. Yes. And I know there's a big connection between hormones and our skin. And I know in my practice, I've got a lot of women who are in their 30s or even their 40s, and they're still getting a lot of hormonal acne. Mm-hmm. So what are some steps that we can take to address and to really heal
1: this? Yeah. So hormonal acne is just becoming a huge epidemic essentially for women. I think partially because of environmental stressors, emotional stressors, and all the things that can wreak havoc on our hormonal balance. The first step for when there's hormonal acne is actually clarifying that it's hormonally driven. So doing lab testing rather than simply guessing and trying to trial and error treatment can be really helpful in that treatment process to pinpoint exactly what should be done rather than assuming and potentially causing more imbalances. So I highly recommend lab testing in terms of salivary hormone testing or the Dutch test, which is the dried urine steroid test, which can be very, very helpful to get to the bottom as to what is going on because a number of different hormonal imbalances can look exactly the same on the skin.
0: So when we do this testing, what is it that we're really looking for?
1: Yeah, we're just looking to see in terms of salivary hormone testing, are you within the normal limits or optimal limits for your age, gender, and sort of size too? So it does take into consideration and asks for your weight. It asks for your hip and waist measurements as well because that can have an impact on how much estrogen you've got in your system and how well you're processing hormones. If you're doing the more intensive Dutch test, it's also looking at how your body is metabolizing the hormones. So how quickly you're processing through them and what they're becoming later. So that's what we're looking for is to see where the imbalance is falling and how it's affecting your body. So is it safe to assume... You
0: know, if somebody has high estrogen levels, this might be showing up on the skin or
1: maybe low
0: estrogen, like
1: what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What sort of Pretty things? much any imbalance. <laughs> right. Our skin is pretty much one of the first places where we'll see that something is not right in the body. It's also one of the places that we tend to like mask the problem before trying to fix it. So, oh, well, I'll cover up this pimple without thinking, okay, why is this happening? Where is it coming from? And we'll also see that with like melasma and hyperpigmentation on the skin. We also want to look at like what the liver is doing. So your skin is a great barometer of internal health. So with hormonal acne, definitely determining what imbalance is going on because high estrogen and low estrogen can present exactly the same. It's true. And so we can't always assume. Yeah, absolutely. And
0: so going with the hormone talk... I know that a lot of women are applying all kinds of lotions and potions, thinking that that's what's going to be the fix, but really it's an internal job. Mm -hmm. And I know many women, they don't have the patience to go through all that internal work because they want it to be fixed right away. But what's really happening to our skin and our hormones when we are applying these toxic lotions and potions?
1: Yeah, and so I'm definitely a believer that like synthetic is not always a bad option. It's the ingredients that are in there and what and the safety record that they have. And unfortunately, there is no miracle product, especially for acne, especially for adult hormonal acne. Because so you can apply something topically that will dry that pimple out, but two more are gonna sprout up in a couple of days to take its place. And unfortunately, a lot of the topical acne treatments that are available, say at like Shopper's Drug Mart or like pharmacies, Actually, have ingredients in them that prime the skin for more pimples later. It's a brilliant marketing strategy, in that they include ingredients that will block the pores and clog the pores and lead to more acne, but dry out the current active blemish you have. So, mostly acne we're seeing on our face today—if you've got a breakout, most of it started three months ago as a microcomedone. There's no quick fix because it's been a long time to develop and show up on the surface. And so those creams and lotions that people are buying, and thankfully the consumer base is getting way smarter, it's following the way the health food industry went. So people became much more aware of the foods they were putting into their bodies and started demanding change. We're seeing this in the beauty industry now, is that people are more educated than ever before about how the ingredients in their products are affecting their overall well-being. And the ingredients that are in cosmetics are becoming a women's health issue because they affect hormones so strongly. And I don't think, like there's all these numbers out there, like we absorb 60% of what we put on our skin, which there's no research supporting that. And our skin is a great barrier. Our skin is not a sponge. It's meant and designed to block things from being absorbed. Unfortunately, these essentially synthetically produced ingredients that are causing hormonal imbalances, often they act as Accelerators and amplify the absorption rate of other ingredients. That's how they're working? If they didn't do that, they'd be fine. If they didn't amplify that absorption rate, they probably wouldn't be a problem because our skin functioning would protect us. Right. But because the ability to increase their absorption, they become problematic because they accumulate in our bodies. And the research showing that most women are applying well over a hundred synthetic chemicals every day, and more than twelve products every day it's a huge women's health issue.
0: Absolutely. Yes, I totally agree. So what are some clean beauty brands? Oh, there's so
1: many. I know there are so
0: many. And if you guys follow Jen on Instagram, she posts (laughs) wonderful product posts and just shares so much about her skincare routine and products she's using and makeup. Oh, and
1: when things go wrong, I put it out there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's important too. Yeah, With like using different types of masks or
1: whatnot. <laughs> yeah, it's always a good picture. So skincare brands, the green beauty and independent beauty industry is exploding. And if you're in Toronto, we're in a hotbed of crazy cool products being produced. And the, int- the really amazing thing is most of the producers of these products are women. Yay! So it feels good to support these small businesses, these women-driven, empowering products. It feels fantastic. So, locally, I mean, we've got Graydon Skincare. Graydon Moffat is such an incredible, amazing woman, and she's got such incredible products. Her new shampoo just rocks my world. Oh, awesome. I'm going to have to try that. It's mint matcha. It's so good. You need to try it. Oh, great. Yeah. There's Julie Clark from Province Apothecary creating custom serums and oils that are beautiful and amazing. Ficlo Beauty, Anna, used to live here in Niagara. She now lives with her husband in Florida, but creating some really awesome makeup products as well as skincare. And her makeup is basically skincare hiding in makeup. (laughs) Awesome. You get benefits from makeup products the same as you would your skincare. Who else is local? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Double Happiness has great, oil-based products. There's continent skincare, which yep. if you're someone who's sensitive to essential oils, they're probably one of the best in terms of reducing the scent and fragrances and things.
0: Yes. I use a lot of their products and they're wonderful. Their
1: uh, their Maximum Glycolic Meta Serum. Oh man. Killer. It's great.
0: Yes. Ladies, you got to check that out. It's so, so good.
1: I love acids. And so <laughs> it just made me so happy. And then like so many great brands in the States too. I mean, we're in this incredible industry that's changing and empowering. And now it's almost overwhelming with the choices that are available, which is good and bad because it's really hard to choose.
0: It really is. It really is hard to choose. For some reason, I was just starting to think of La Mer, yep. that product. Oh
1: my gosh. Oh man.
0: When I walk through the department stores and I see products like this, and I used to work in cosmetics, I used to actually work in fragrances. Yeah. So I was that annoying fragrance girl that you would walk by and I would like spritz you. Yeah. And I was surrounded by fragrances and cosmetics and all these fancy companies that are loaded with toxins and chemicals. Yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and I hate to use the word chemical because literally everything, including water, is a chemical. Right. But it's like, I think it's toxic chemicals or unsafe chemicals that just haven't gotten enough testing to prove that they're safe. And if they did have the testing, we'd prove that they aren't. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I used to work in the beauty industry for Aveda for a long time. Oh. Prior to going to naturopathic college. that's why I love skin. What was that like? Oh my gosh, it looks green. <laughs> <It's> not. <laughs> and actually the guy who created it now has this other really amazing green line because he sold Aveda and then went and took that money from what he sold it and created something else. Wow. Yeah. And you know,
0: that goes to show what he was creating initially if he's gone and made the switch. You know, yeah. it's a great move. Obviously he's recognized the importance of clean beauty care.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, his vision just got changed. Right. When he was creating Aveda, I think the plan was originally a green line. And it was great for when it started, it was sort of paradigm shifting in terms of what was going on to our skin, except it wasn't fully green. It was a great transition option for people. But now we have better options available. Yeah. We have lots of them too, which is great. Yeah.
0: So was working at Aveda your start to skincare and getting really sort of passionate about it?
1: Partially. I think it was a lot of things that combined to create the perfect storm. I worked at Aveda my first year at naturopathic college, and prior to that, I'd struggled with really bad adult acne that didn't get fixed by going on the birth control pill, mm-hmm. which is shocking. <laughs> Not at all shocking <laughs> in that it didn't fix it because it wasn't fixing things. It was just hiding things. And even that, it didn't hide things. Right? It had pretty bad adult acne saw how much it affected my own self-confidence and that everybody had an opinion and a way to fix it. Like, oh, have you tried washing your face? Oh, gee, no, I never thought of that. (laughs) Thanks. And so realizing at that point that it was more than just a cream or a lotion or something to dry it out, that it had to come from working from the inside out. And what did that journey look like? Oh my gosh, it was probably a couple of years. It was self-experimentation which I've always test almost every product before I recommend it to patients on myself, which there are good results and there are horrifying results. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. So a lot of self-experimentation, changing my diet, and like I ate healthy to start with. So it was really tweaking it for what was healthy for me versus what was kind of considered healthy for everybody. Right. It was about taking out dairy for me. And now I can have a little bit, And as long as I don't go overboard, I don't get major breakouts, but knowing where my limitations are.
0: Absolutely. So speaking of dairy, Mm -hmm. do you typically take that out? Do you find that that tends to be one of the top culprits for skin and breakouts?
1: Yeah, it can drive a lot of inflammation. So anytime someone comes in and their skin's really inflamed or the blemishes are really red and angry and sore. Taking out cow's milk dairy can make a big difference. That being said, I often leave grass-fed butter in people's diets because it's a great source of vitamin A. Yes. So we can't like put all dairy into the same sort of evil pile that we have to customize to the person and their needs.
0: Got it. Awesome. So I'm curious about makeup. Yes. I know you post a lot of fit glow beauty. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And I've used some of their products. I use their eyeshadow and I've got their blushes and they're very pigmented, which is so beautiful because they actually do stay on the skin and I really do love them.
1: Yeah. You got to have a light hand with some of (laughs) of their products. Yes. It's so true.
0: So what other makeup brands do you use and know and love of?
1: Yeah. So I'm loving right now the Alima Pure Powdered Foundation. So Alima Pure has one of the most acne-safe powdered foundations available.
0: Oh, that's great. That's good to know.
1: Yeah. And it's great because they have such a wide range of colors that it can suit most skin types. It's hard to convince people with really bad acne, though, to switch to a mineral powder foundation when they're used to like MAC Studio Fix. Of course. Heavy coverage makeup. But it can make a huge difference in healing the skin. Bite Beauty. Actually, their lipsticks and products like that are pretty good. And another Toronto brand. Awesome. So easy to find, easy for replacing other products that people love. Like if someone's got a red lipstick that they would rather die than give up, <laughs> I will send them to Bite because we can probably find a match. That's great. In a safer formula. But other great makeup brands. are so many, so many good ones that it's so hard to pick. There are a lot. Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah. And I mean, I live right across the street from a Whole Foods and it's just nice to sometimes pop in there and see yeah, some like Zuzu, I think is one. Yeah. I mean, they do carry the mineral fusion line. There's a lot out there.
1: There's Urban Minerals here in Toronto. She's got great mineral foundations as well. Great. Uh, huge range of colors. So for women with darker skin tones, they cover the basis, which is fantastic because a lot of natural brands have gone... And focus more on the lighter skin tones because it's easy. Your, Your market is bigger, unfortunately. Right. And now to see them starting to expand their color range is really great. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So what about changing up our beauty care products and our routine based on the seasons?
1: Oh, yeah, seasonally it can make a big difference because in the winter you probably need more hydrating ingredients. In the summer, probably lighter, more powders would be a great option because we tend to get a little sweatier and a little glowier. So, definitely with the seasons, we do want to consider what we're doing, but even just regularly, gradually changing your routine. I tell people rather than if you're someone who's got a full bag of MAC, you're not going to dump the whole thing in one shot and replace everything because, A, so wasteful. Right. And then we're looking at how do we recycle this? How do we get dispose of it properly? So I usually tell people gradually changing their routines, starting with lip products is usually my starting point, which people think is kind of weird, but I'm like, well, you actually eat it. So it's kind of like a food product. Right. So changing up your lipstick is one of the first places I start with people. And it's typically loaded with lead, right? Oh, huge amounts of weird chemicals that we just wouldn't really want to eat if we thought about it. And I think there was a stat at one point that I read that like women consume about seven pounds of lipstick over a couple of years. Like it's nuts. That's crazy. It's crazy.
0: That is crazy.
1: So gradually eliminating things and replacing things, finding alternatives to your favorite things. Because if you're someone who loves a liquid foundation, you may not love a powdered mineral one. You might. And maybe you haven't tried it, but it may not be the first place you go and you probably wouldn't be satisfied. Right. Yeah. So in the winter, I use a lot more like oils and serums and liquids and like cream blushes are a great option in the winter because the skin's usually a bit drier, especially in Toronto. I mean, it's so dry once you get the heat going on in your house and in your office. And then in the summers going for powders, although cream blush in the summer is beautiful because you can often use it on the lips and the cheeks. And to get that like dewy look with fewer items. Yes. So it really depends on a person's skin and their preferences. I agree. Yeah. The cream blush is definitely
0: the one thing I don't leave my home without because it's like if I need to reapply blush or add a little lip color. You've got both. I love the RMS Beauty. Yeah. Yeah, they've got some really great...
1: I haven't used their lip products. I tried their Uncover Up for like a concealer, and it just did not work for me. Oh, no. But like other people have rave reviews about it, which is to, goes to show that something that works on one person may not necessarily work on somebody else, which is why it's great that there's so many varieties of products out there.
0: Absolutely. I agree. So I was going to ask about your own skincare routine. You kind of shared a little bit about you know what you use in the wintertime, but yeah. what are you currently using and what does that look like? Oh my God. My
1: skincare routine changes almost on a daily basis. Because you're trying so many new products. <laughs> I am a product junkie and I try my best to like use something before switching to something else because I don't want to be wasteful. But it's really hard because I freaking love products. <laughs> so now yeah, I'm cleansing my skin with Fit Glow Calm Cleansing Milk in the mornings and in the evenings. Because it's one of the gentlest, most soothing cleansers I've ever used on my skin. Like you don't get that tight, overstripped feeling with it. Because it's like a milk cleanser. So you put it on to dry skin and then emulsify it. And it can take off makeup really nicely. So it goes right over the eyes. Doesn't cause stinging. So, right now, my skin's pretty sensitive because I have pretty bad seasonal allergies. Right. And this year's been a train wreck of seasonal allergies. I've posted weird swelling that I've had, all sorts of fun stuff on Instagram. Oh, no. So, using stuff that's really soothing and not irritating is key. And then I've been using Graydon's Face Food Mineral Mist after cleansing because that stuff, I just basically want to bathe in it. It's ionized water with copper, zinc, silver, and magnesium. It's amazing. That sounds awesome. Right? It's so good. And then it helps your moisturizer absorb really, really beautifully. So then I'm using the Vita Rich Cream from Fit Glow because it's got that full spectrum antioxidants. It's got vitamin C, glutathione, CoQ10, vitamin E in the moisturizer. So it's working like that extra layer under the sunscreen. That's great. Sunscreen-wise, gosh, what am I using right now? I have Suntegrity on the go, as well as I have a cooler one that I've been playing with right now that I'm not sure I love, but I need to finish it. So how do you feel about
0: sunscreen sprays versus like the lotion?
1: Yeah. So sunscreen sprays are super convenient. I just spent a week in Nicaragua a few weeks ago, and like a sunscreen spray when your skin is like slightly damp can be really, really handy. The issue with me is that like, hold your breath, don't inhale it because that hasn't been tested for like use on the inside of our lungs. Right. That's the concern is like that we're going to breathe it in. I also wonder like, what is the impact of this like fine mist in our environment? But natural options are probably a lot safer than using the synthetic like copper tone or Hawaiian Tropic options. Right. I like a cream for like legs and arms, but a spray is great for your back if you have no one to help you. This is true because it can spread very easily. So there's benefits for both, I think, and it depends on what you're doing and who you're with and how you're using it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Just don't inhale it.
0: <laughs> okay. Good call. Yes, because <laughs> I know some of them are very like aerosol. Yes. Type sprays, right? Yep. I have used the Green Beaver spray. It's an SPF, I think, 27. And Mm -hmm. again, it's been easy just to bring on like a hike or something like that when you're traveling and it's convenient that way.
1: Yeah. And I think convenience
0: sometimes wins. Definitely. It's like whether you bring it, if it's going to be the difference between you bringing it or not, Yeah, right? And you reapplying or not, then
1: definitely. Absolutely.
0: So can we dive into the clean beauty diet and what your sort of top foods would be that we must eat to really support our skin.
1: Yeah, so top beauty foods, water, number one. Definitely. Doesn't seem like a food, but it's so critically important to healthy skin and healthy hormones and healthy cognitive functioning because water and proper hydration allow all of your cells to properly communicate with one another. And if they can't do that, they're not gonna work optimally. So definitely hydrating well. Something else I use a lot is herbal teas in my dietary recommendations, being whether it's spearmint tea for those who are prone to those deep cystic blemishes or have really oily skin, to green tea, because there's tons of research into how that can help prevent acne or balance skin. And also herbal teas are a great way for people who don't like water because it's boring or plain, <laughs> give it, make it a little more exciting. Right antioxidant-rich foods. So you're going into summer now, so things like watermelon, brightly colored berries. I usually tell people eating every color of the rainbow is key. Rather than looking at like how many servings they've had, I'm like, how many colors have you actually had today? Because the more variety in color, the more variety in antioxidants you're getting. Definitely. So if you're getting green and red and orange and pink and blue is the hard one for people. Most people can only think of blueberries. Right. I generally will put blue and purple into one category to make it a little easier, but it's a great, easy way to get sufficient antioxidants and just nutrients into your body. Yeah. So that, the big diet is like water and color. Make it exciting.
0: Yes. Make it fun. And what about your thoughts on bone broth for skin health?
1: I love it. It's challenging for some people to take the time to make it. Yes. But there's tons of nutrients in bone broth that are good for anti-aging, for healing the skin. There's proline, collagen, all sorts of things like that that can be really, really nourishing to the skin. I'm pretty darn lazy and I don't make the time to make it myself, but I have a great source in Oakville. What's Good Wellness? Chef Charleston makes awesome bone broth.
0: Good to know. And you
1: can buy it by the leader, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's awesome. So I usually will stop by there and grab a couple of liters every few weeks and have it available that way.
0: That's great. That's close to me too.
1: Yeah. You should go check them out. You would love it.
0: I actually have bone broth going in my Instant Pot right now <laughs> as we speak. That's awesome. I got to go stirring it out. But yeah, I do try and make my own as much as I can. Now that I found a source for chicken feet, it's been great to make it every so often. Yeah. It makes it easy. It definitely does. All right. So before I let you go, (laughs) we spoke about some of the treatments that you offer at the clinic, but I know you offer lots of cosmetic procedures. So I'm wondering if you can share like some of your top ones.
1: Oh my gosh. So my role in my clinic is to really customize to each patient. So I can see people with the exact same concerns, but because everyone's a unique individual and has a different history and different preferences, we can actually really create a custom plan for them. Topically, I include things like gentle peels, and it worries people because when they hear chemical peel, they think like bad toxic chemicals, but they're getting things like fruit enzymes derived from pineapple and papaya, glycolic that comes from different types of sugars, salicylic acid from willow bark. So it can be really helpful for soothing and calming and giving quicker results while we work on the internal work. I usually tell people we can't just do topical treatments because you won't see the full results it has to be in addition to the internal work. For people with acne scarring, which I see a lot of scars that I treat, medical microneedling is one of my favorite treatments to do and gives amazing results, especially for women of darker skin tone that have post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, so those dark spots that linger after a blemish has healed. Medical microneedling is a great job at fading it in an atraumatic way so that it won't make it worse. That's awesome.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sure the women listening right now are like, well, where is she located? Where can I go find her?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I'm at the Integrative Health Institute at 46 Sherbourne Street. So King and Sherbourne in Toronto, right in between the distillery district and the St. Lawrence Market.
0: Awesome. So yes.
1: So when people come to visit, they always have like other activities that they can also do afterwards or before.
0: Yeah, there's lots to do down there. So yes, ladies, if you are listening from the US (laughs) or outside of the GTA, but it's definitely worth a visit for sure. So thanks so much, Jen, for sharing all of your expertise and your knowledge. Where can our audience find you?
1: Yeah. So I'm really active on Instagram at Newell ND. My website is www.newellnd.ca where I try and post a ton of information there because really my goal is to really educate and empower people rather than just dictating what they should be doing. Right. If people are empowered, they can really make a huge difference for themselves. And then Facebook, they can find me there as well. I'm definitely much more active on Instagram and on my website than on Facebook. So (laughs) (laughs) those are the places that you can find me usually.
0: Yep. Same with me. I feel like my website and Facebook has just kind of taken the backseat to Instagram. It's just so much fun to share photos there. It is. Yeah. It really is. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing all that amazing information. Ladies, definitely go check Jen out on Instagram. You can definitely ask her questions there, connect with her there. She shares lots of stuff and posts lots of amazing information on different clean beauty brands that she's using. So if you're looking for those brands and what to use and try for yourself, you will find that answer over on Jen's Instagram. So thank you. Thanks so much for being here. And I'm sure we'll connect
1: again soon. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me.
0: My pleasure. Take care, Jen.
1: Thanks.
0: Okay, ladies, there was so much juicy content in that podcast, and I really do hope that you start to make the conscious effort to change over your beauty care routine to include more natural and organic and clean beauty products. You can definitely head on over to Instagram to go check out Jen. She is at Newell ND on Instagram. That's N E W E L L N D. And she's posting lots of great content and information on all things beauty care and skincare. And of course, you can find me over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. Come share your beauty routine and tips and products and questions with me. I'd be happy to help. You might also be interested in checking out my six-week online program, Clean Beauty You. And you can find this over at holisticwellness.ca forward slash you. So this is a program where I guide women through how to holistically and naturally take care of both the internal and the external side of skincare. And not only do we dive into skin health, but we also dive into hair care and dental health and whole body. So we're also looking at liver detoxification and gut health and really educating you on the interconnectedness of all of this and how it really supports your skin and your body overall. So it's a wonderful program. It's currently on sale and it's a go at your own pace. So the moment you sign up, you can get started on it whenever it makes sense for you. I always say it's better to get started on something versus doing nothing. So even if you can't apply some of the information right now, you'll have all the content and you can get started later on. So thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Head on over to iTunes, give us a review, leave your comments, even your questions. I'd love to connect and hear from you. And of course, for all the show notes, you can head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in and I'll chat with you guys next time.